Hey, Pepper, what's going on over there? That's my line. I know, but I'm just snuck in on you. <laughs> you did sneak it in on me. I don't know. I don't even know how to respond. I've I know. Done See, it's not side. that easy. <laughs> but it gets like you're, you're being put on the spot. I'm like, I don't know what's going on over here. I came in here to record. What's going on over there, Kimberly? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to keep this conversation going. From last week. Yes. I am too. The one thing that popped out to me, just as a reminder for for uh, kind of going back, getting everybody aligned back on what are we talking about? We have this passage. Somebody sent us a note and said, what do you think about this? And the whole thing was communication is the root of most organizational problems. Now, what was interesting in the passage, there was, it was a lot, right? We impacted a little bit last week. <laughs> it was a lot. And there was one line for me that stood out, and we kind of touched on it on last week's episode, and it was this piece of, if people delivered better presentations, we wouldn't be bored in meetings. I thought that was hysterical, <laughs> personally. Hysterical and probably true. So true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many times are you in a meeting and you're like, <sighs> yeah. You're like, please get oh, on with it. Let's move it on and quit dragging this out. Yeah. It's like if you've ever read a, read a book and it's like chapter three or four before we're actually getting on with it. Yes. And you're like, what? What are you doing in one and two? Come on, man. Let's go right into it. It's probably our style, right? We talked about that last week. Oh, yeah. Okay. Our Could own be. styles. I thought about that. Right? We kind of like it. Let's go quick. I, I know you're kind of that quick, quick, quick. quick. Favorite word. And, you know, for me, I'm like, I don't need a whole lot of words. Uh, I like it brief. Brevity is key for me. So probably some of our style has to do with it. But my curiosity on this whole piece of better presentations, less bored and meetings, I see it. It's, it's a, kind of a funny haha. But I mean, seriously, when you think about presentations and the opportunity to do a knockout presentation and when people don't, you know, for me, it's like, what's the impact there? I don't want to get too basic, but I do want to hear your thoughts on, I got something, I go do it, I hose it. What's the impact? It depends on what you're after. You know, so if you were trying to sell them something, trying to get their buy-in on something, mm -hmm. and they were checked out before the end of the presentation, you're probably not going to get what you were after, uh, or not as much. Like if you, you might have a little bit of, yeah, okay, that's all right. But they kind of checked out somewhere, and they didn't get the impact. They didn't get the details that you were wanting them to. And so maybe they're just like, yeah, yeah, instead of like, yes, this is a great thing. Let's go do this. Uh, so there could be that. Um, I think it also, it just reflects on you and your credibility. I agree. Uh, your uh, reputation. That, I completely agree. That type of thing. And that's what I think of most often, right, is this piece of the impact specifically to the person that now their credibility could be, you know, not, it doesn't take this huge hit, right? But there's a little bit of a, a little bit of damage, kind of clean up that might need to be done if the if if they've really just made a mess of the presentation. But for me, what I think about is like over and over and over and they're just not getting better at it. And every time they have a presentation, you're just like, yep, still the same. Yeah. That's really when the credibility for me gets damaged. And long term, I see, which for me is it's hard, right? It is really hard to say, but the long-term impact for me is they lose the opportunity to present. Sure. That's good. I was that was one of the things I was gonna say is they don't want them to present. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whoever the you're going to present to, they're like, oh please, no. Don't send that person. <laughs> don't do it. 
Yeah. And you hate that. Yes. I do. I want everybody to have that opportunity. If they have that interest and they can do it well, they can learn, right? Everybody is going to get better, but you never want to get the, I really prefer this person over this person. That's just not a good place to be. Well, and then like one last thing to think about is typically leaders are better, should be better at that whole presentation thing, right? Should be. Should be better at that. And so when the organization is looking across the organization for who might fit into this leadership role, if there's, if there's this issue with presentations mm. ongoing, right, it's going to be hard for them to see that person fitting into this leadership role. And I think your point was right on. You said earlier is, you know, what is the purpose of the presentation? And when I think about leaders, oftentimes our our purpose of a presentation is to drive alignment. We're trying to sell an idea. We're trying to move something forward potentially. And if you're unable to do that, I can absolutely see where, you know what, that might not be the right person because we haven't seen them be able to deliver in this space. They can't deliver a great presentation. Sure. Now, does it mean I have to entertain? In the presentation? Mm-hmm. Like, what makes a great presentation in your mind? Well, I think it just depends on the audience, right? The the presentation has to match the audience. The information has to match the audience. Does it have to be entertaining and funny? I think it depends on, are you going into a group of people that want to be entertained and want to have a little humor, right? If I'm going into a group of very analytical people... You might want to stick with the numbers. You might want to stick with the numbers. Yeah, they're like, the humor just seems hokey to them. Yeah, it's not the right time, not not the right place. Yes, and I think time and place, right? And so that's, let's just say you walked into a meeting and something just happened and the stuff just hit the fan and you're next up in the presentation. Oh, I've been there. Woo! Humor's probably... (laughs) I did that. I did that. I did that recently. Oh, no. Yes, oh, no. I did. It, it, yeah, I, I was not reading the room well. I mean, and I, I mean, look, I do presentations, you know, all the time. I mean, I'm yeah, always in front of people. master presenter. Yeah, and I, I was ready to entertain and do the old, hey, I'm here all night, folks, you know. I'm, <laughs> boom, you know, and that was not. There was no party. There was no party. <laughs> and uh, that's part of my personality. I like to have fun, but it was not. It was not time to have fun, and I I quickly got that message and got back on track and realized, okay, it's we're all business right now. Yeah, so I think that's the interesting thing is you can have the best presentation prepared for just the right audience, all the right information. You've put so much into it. They've given you a 30-minute window or an hour window, and you're ready to go and rock it. But once you hit that room, being able to read the room and even seeing, can they stomach 30 minutes Mm -hmm. or an hour? Yeah. (laughs) Or do they want it brief and 10? And can you adjust? Because I I had planned to tell this joke. I had planned to do this. And all that's out the window. Yeah. Right? Can you adjust in the moment? Man, and I've seen too many people who cannot adjust in the moment. And it, it, you know, I agree with you. This whole piece of have you lost them in the presentation and when you lose people in the presentation, it's like you didn't even present. Yeah. It's, that's tough. Yeah. Well, and I think you internally, you feel it. You're like, something's happening. Yeah. What's going wrong here? And it just, it just, it's a killer to your own, uh, I think to me, it'd be to my ego, right? To my, uh, to, I mean, wanting to do a good job and walking out of there knowing that I didn't, it would just, it'd be a killer in my, in my belly. Oh, Completely. I know when I walked out of that meeting where I was like, 
hey, let's have a funny here. I walked out of there going, oh man, that was not a good start. I could feel it. I knew it. I felt on a little on edge <laughs> with regard to how I did in the in the actual presentation. So you're right, spot on. You can feel it in the moment. So let's back up. Okay. Let's get to what are some things that you recommend for having a great presentation. So I don't even know if I do good presentations, but I do them a lot. And I just want to hear from you. What should I do in order to not have people bored in my presentation or lose them? Mm. Are there tips, things that you do to get ready? So let's forget I'm in the Mm -hmm. moment and I'm realizing, oh, I just, you know, screwed up royally. I want to hear how should I get prepped and ready? Yeah, I I mean, this is really off the cuff for me because I... And really plan on talking about this, but I think the one thing is one, and I think the one thing that I've learned, right, is you have to know your audience and what they care about, right? If you know your audience and what they, whatever, you know, because you can present kind of the same presentation to several different audiences, but you're going to present it differently. And it's what do they care about? Specifically, how does it impact them? Not just as a group of people that are all in the same role or all have the same mindset or all on the same side of the organization, but individually, how does it impact them? I think that would be one. How do they typically like information? So just being sure that you have a purpose for why you're giving them the information. So purpose in, are you asking for something? You need them to do something. You need them to go do something with the information. Is it something you're wanting to go do? So being sure that the purpose of why you're giving the information is super, super clear. And then lastly, I'm like, you got to take a look at your slides. Like, oh, yeah. Are your slides like boring? (laughs) Yeah. Do they have like a ton of words on there? Is it all like jumbled? Like, if there is so much on there and they don't know where to look, you're, it's, it's, it's a hot mess then. And I think you've got, if that's not your forte of, you know, building great presentations that are clear and concise slides, go get some help with that so that you know how to present to that audience and, it, and make it super clear. You know, the thing I would add on that last one is if your organization has a template, if mm. they have a beginning, middle, and end to their presentations, specifically on the slide deck. Follow that. Do not recreate the wheel. There's no value in that. There's no, this is not the time to break out and to say, I don't want to start out with the agenda slide, or I don't want to end with the question slide. If that's what your company does, if that's what your, your, the expectations are of you and your team, follow the process. There's just, there really is no value. And I see oftentimes where people are really bucking that process or the the system that's already in existence. Yeah. And it just creates this, why aren't we just following the pattern? And now all of a sudden people are no longer focused on your content and your presentation. They're now focused on these slides and how they are not in alignment with the company, you know, process or culture or whatever it is yeah. that they would be expecting you to deliver. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen it just in color, right? The company colors that we typically use are, you know, red and gray. And someone comes out with this pink and purple and flashy and all this nonsense. I'm like, whoo! Yeah. What were you thinking? <laughs> you got to get your, your template right if yeah. you're going to have one or your handouts or whatever it is. It needs to look like the organization you're part of. Yeah. 
I would agree. And I, I thought of one more that hey, was... you got five. I, I do. Mean, I'm trying I have to write five. down all these notes and I, you just keep I can't going. help it. There's a lot to presentations, a lot of things you can consider. But so let's just say they've given you... You're going to go give a presentation and you've got a 30-minute meeting or a 30-minute window or a one-hour time slot, whatever that is. And you have, you know, worked your slides and practiced your slides and you know exactly how to get it within that time frame. You've got to consider... What are the biggest parts of this presentation? And if something were to go wrong and you were only to have five minutes with these people, what would you give them? If you had 10 minutes with this group, what would you give them? And being able to think about you may need to adjust because the meeting may not be as perfect as what is in your mind and what you're kind of imagining. Those are my top tips. That's that's really good. And what questions are they getting asked? That's mine. That <laughs> okay, was I'm sorry. mine. All right, I'm a backup, that so I'll take was that off. Mine. It, that is exactly. <laughs> yeah, you got the big five. I'm I'm literally writing down your notes because they are so good. Uh, and I want to recap them because right? I think that that's important, right? So you said, you know, make sure you're talking about them. What is the impact to them? That should really be the focus of the presentation. It's not about you. It's about whoever your audience is. You said, really understand what are they interested in. If they want to have numbers, make sure the numbers are in there. If they want it to be a different kind of focus, is it people-focused, whatever it is focused, make sure you're talking to the people the way they would expect to be uh, talked to or communicated with. The other thing you said was purpose. Understand your purpose. Are you trying to get them to do something? Are they approving something? Are they agreeing to, you know, you know, is it an update? So be clear on your purpose. Are you trying to align on something? Are you trying to change something? Are you trying to get their buy-in on something? Or perhaps it's just simply a status update on things that are going on. And then the fourth thing was slides. Make sure your slides are not snoozerville. And then, I man, I really like this last one that you said. Five, the fifth one that you said was, look, look at your presentation and think, if I only have five minutes, what is the biggest thing I need to make sure they hear and walk away with? 10 minutes, what does that look like? How does my presentation change? I think those are fantastic tips. I've got two. Two. My my little tiny two. <laughs> oh, that was what I was, was going to ask you. What would you add to that? Because I know, I mean, you are. You're a great presenter. And I know you've got some good tips for people on if you're going to go present, here's something you might want to think about. Okay, so when I think about this, one of the most important things that I think about is being prepared to answer questions. So if I'm presenting to a group of people, I am trying to channel them. I'm trying to think about, okay, they're looking at my slide deck. They're listening to me. What questions would they ask me? I need to be prepared for those questions. I personally think people who are good at presentations, they naturally answer the questions as the presentation goes on. They don't Mm -hmm. even wait for the questions to show up. That's, That's a skilled presenter in my mind. Agreed. You absolutely need to think about what are they going to ask and have some sort of, okay, here's what I'm going to say in that moment versus a little bit of the, I don't know. I'll have to get back to you. I'll circle back. You know, whatever it is, you, you want to be prepared with some of those questions. I've been in presentations, though, where I thought, you know what? I got this. I know what they're going to ask. And then all of a sudden, they surprise me and they come completely out of left field over time, getting better at at answering and handling those questions, it will come with practice and more more time in the chair. But 
Getting real clear about the different audiences that you're presenting to is number one. Understanding their needs, what they care about, how they communicate, how they think. I mean, that's really essentially what you're trying to do. My other tip here on this so that your presentation isn't boring, right? That's what we're trying to get to. We're (laughs) trying to get people to get past the boring presentations is you got to practice. You have to know your stuff. And the better you know your stuff, the less uncomfortable it is. I've seen presentations where we're literally reading what is on this slide. That is not a presentation that that people can read. And there is no point to have a presenter who reads the slides. So practice, practice, practice. And my rule of thumb for people is do a dry run of your presentation three times. At least, yes. At least three times before you walk into that meeting auditorium, whatever size of audience, it needs to be done three times. By the third time, you're really starting to get your language down. You're starting to get the words that you want to emphasize. It's just coming to you. It cannot be in your head. It has to be out loud. Yes, it has to have rolled off your lips because that's why you get tongue-tied. Mm-hmm. If, if, if I, I know that there have been times if I didn't practice it, I would get tongue-tied on the word, even though I had, I had it all in my head. But it just didn't didn't come didn't out come right. Out. Yeah, no, it, it has to. You have to actually say it out loud. And some people are like, "Oh, that's weird." And I'm like, "No, you get comfortable with it. The better you get at articulating your message, the better it's delivered. And you start to integrate some stories. You start to get a little more casual. You're not really relying on the slides anymore." And that's really what you're trying to do. You're trying to tell a story. In a presentation, yes. you're trying to tell a story. Completely agree. And I think you have you have helped us learn how to do that. You've helped me. Like, because you, you always go back to what's the story you're trying to tell. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, well, it's going to be. And you would say, well, it's going to be hard for you to tell it if you don't know what it is. And yeah. so I completely agree. And if you also, if you know your slides, you can't rely on the slides to give you the story. You have to know your slides, know what's coming next, know what those bullet points that are you're written up on your slide, and you talk to them without repeating them. That's right. Does that make sense? It makes absolute sense. And I, I think that's where I see a lot of presentations go awry, right? They're depending on the slides versus the slide is really just a support. I mean, it's... it's Give them something to look at while you're talking. That's exactly right. It, it's nothing more than that. It, it is not the point of the story. This, this, if we're focusing on the slides... We're focusing on the wrong thing. And that's really, to me, where some of these presentations get boring and they go down this road of, oh, brother, here we are. How long is this going to last? Do I have to listen? Let me be courteous and pay attention, but he's lost me or she's lost me and I no longer am excited about this. And that's really what you're often trying to do in presentations is you're trying to get people excited about something. And it's you're trying to get them excited about this story or this vision you have or this change you're trying to implement. And it is all about storytelling. Agreed. Agreed. And I think you've got to think about what is the purpose of the slides? So for me, if you think about the different types of learners, right, there's the visual learner and there's the the audible learner. And so those slides for me are just a support Mm -hmm. for those people that need a visual, for those or something that's hard and you're needing to paint the picture. Maybe it's a graph or something like that. That slide is support because they're going to do one of two things. They're either going to listen to you or they're going to watch the slide and read the slide. So you keep your slides brief and you keep them engaged with you. You're the conversation. You're telling the story. That little thing up there, that's just support. Absolutely. I completely agree. So some good tips here. We've given seven tips to consider 
so that your presentations do not leave people snoozing in the chair. (laughs) Anything else you want to cover on this? This was good. I, I really like this. Because if you fail at this, right, or if you don't do a great job, and in, I like this conversation. You said it a little bit earlier in the episode. You said leaders should be able to present, which I was like, ooh, that's that's pretty clear, right? Mm-hmm. Leaders should have this skill set. Many leaders do not. And to me, when I think about a leader and their responsibility to the team and how they project the team's work, and how they communicate what the team is doing over the next two to three, five years. All of that is so important. And to not have that skill set and leave people bored to tears, people just end up don't, they don't care, right? There's nothing to care about because the presenter did a poor job. Yeah, but can I, I want to say one thing. Just because they probably need to be good at it doesn't mean they have to like it. Right. Oh. <laughs> so doesn't mean they're not going to get nervous. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean any of that. Because still, to this day, there is a certain group that I have to go present in front of. I am nervous as all get out. You I mean, like it's it. like going into the shark tank is what it feels <laughs> like. <laughs> Even though I've known them for years, I've presented in front of them for years, I've done well. It's not like I've bombed every time I go in there. Yeah. I am still nervous as heck to go into that room. And I hate it and I would prefer not to do it. But you have to be able to put all that behind you. All that stress has got to leave the room so that when you stand up there, you've got some confidence showing. You know what you're talking about. You know what your story is. You know why you're here and what you need from these people. Completely agree with you. Got to have a little bit of swagger, man. Swagger. Just a little bit. Never let them see a sweat. Those of you who are listening, thank you so much for joining this episode. We hope you have enjoyed this conversation about presentations. Hopefully there's been a tip or two that will get your presentations a little more engaging and no snoozervilles ahead. (laughs) Listen, if you have a friend, a colleague, someone on your team that's getting ready to prepare for a presentation, send them this episode. Maybe it'll help them out. Then don't forget to hit that subscribe button. That'll put us in your feed every week so you can come back again for an extra shot of leadership. Leadership.